Manimal here. It's Wednesday, October 11th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I, we're talking about that ALDS sweep over the Baltimore Orioles. I was there. Kevin watched it on TV. We've got different experiences. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. I'm Jack Leiter, and you're listening to Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. We want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. Before we introduce ourselves, we have to congratulate our Texas Rangers on making it to the American League Championship Series for only the third time in team history. So way to go. Me and my co-hosts are super pumped, and we would be remiss not to mention that right off the bat. My name is Kevin Frazier, a.k.a. YBK. You can catch me on social media at Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. Don't forget to check out Texas Rangers with the boys on social media at TXRangersWTB. Don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. It's just one word. Hey, and joining me, uh, my co-host who was at the game last night said it was the most electric game, baseball game environment he has ever been to in his life. So electric that his hair actually started standing up and his beard started to fray outward. They had to actually move somebody out of the seats around him because it got so electric in that stadium. And we, as myself included, who was watching on that that broadcast that we'll get into a little bit later, can't wait to hear what it was like on the ground at the game. My co-host, the 300-pound animal, a.k.a. Bull, how you doing, buddy? Where can they find you on socials? And just take a minute to tell us about what it was like at that amazing game last night. Well, I'm going to change it up this morning. I'm just going to write off the bat, X Manimal Bull, Instagram Manimal 300, and Facebook and TikTok Bull Pro. Uh, whatever your favorite platform is, you know how to do it. Send some Rangers questions. We had a, a fun, it was a fun atmosphere. It was very, very electric. Everybody felt like they were in it. The stands were full. I, feel, I believe that the paid attendance was over 40,000, and the stadium only holds 38. So mm. it was a big time. Uh, also ran into uh, one of my best friends in the entire world that uh, lives in Jerseyville, Illinois. Just happened mm. to be in town, talked his uh, boss into letting him take some of his employees to the Rangers game. So mm. uh, even though he was wearing a 2011 Cardinals World Series shirt, it was mm. it was okay. It was still good to see him, regardless of that. I let that slide. But anyways, <laughs> um, but yeah, what a fun time at the ballpark last night. I mean, pretty much. From the beginning of the game until the end of the game, I was standing. There was, uh, in in my section, I was kind of over there. I wasn't in 133, but I was over in that area. Uh, We were were just just a little bit right of the uh, first base foul pole. And, uh, Mm. I mean, it was was electric. People were having fun. Uh, I shot down at least five attempts to start the wave. Because this isn't the West Coast and we don't do that dumb shit here. But anyways, <laughs> well. I, 
I did it for Chuck Morgan. Let's just be honest. Okay. I did it for Chuck. Okay. But anyway, uh, no, we, uh, it was a great time. It was uh, it was a blast. Everybody in the stadium was in the game. Uh, not a ton of Oriole fans. They were there, but it was it was pretty much blue and red, and the red rally towels were were flying uh, all night long. And just a big thanks to uh, my brother's brother-in-law, uh, Tim eastman for for hooking up those tickets and uh and letting the manimal live a dream your brother's brother brother brother's brother-in-law brother but oh yes, it was, man it was, it was that was a rick manning dream right have there. you uh have you been that. able to calm the beard down from the from the it's, you know from the static electricity from last night i had to they, they made me pull it into a uh, ponytail <laughs> In the, in the building last night, and, and then, uh, and then it poofed at the bottom. I had to throw was... my I had to throw my hair up underneath my hat. It was uh, okay. it is what it is. I we survived. We survived. The Rangers survived. The uh, Baltimore Orioles, unfortunately. Uh, oh, the vaunted not... Orioles. And... Question: I got to have a question. So when I got online this morning, and I started checking around, obviously, you know, uh, the Creed thing came up. And so I went to Twitter and I played it and like, I'm telling you, man, like I got goosebumps all over my body. Like the Dallas Garcia home run on the broadcast was absolutely electric. But of course, because of the broadcast, we got no part of that Creed moment. Tell me what that was like live because just on Twitter, it gave me chills. It was when he, when he hit it, it was a no doubter. Everybody knew. And I mean, just the the roof blew off the place, man. I mean, it was as loud as I've ever heard that place for sure. And you know how loud it was opening day whenever they got the roof closed and the Rangers started coming back. You know how loud it was in there that day. It was 10 times as loud in there last night. And I mean, it was, it was fun. I mean, there was, there was no... There was nobody in there that wasn't into the game. I mean, we had there were just like opening day high fives and and hugs all around in the in the um, in the stands. Strangers becoming friends through the uh, chants of "Let's go Rangers!" and and uh, hell, I might even have started a couple of them at some points in the games. <laughs> you know, uh, so it was it was fun. It was great. I mean, the Rangers they they showed up too. Um, I think from the, from basically from the beginning, from the Seeger home run on, man, it mm-hmm. was, I mean, it was as loud as it could possibly be. There was a tad bit of a lull, maybe in the fifth, sixth innings, um, mm-hmm. there where Eovaldi kind of got, uh, into a jam there for a, for a split second. There was a tad bit of a lull, but, uh, as soon as he got out of that thing, everybody was right back up on it. And I mean, the Nate Lowe home run, I think you could tell everybody in that building felt for Nate Lowe and where he had been and what he had been going through and for him to get off that schneid with a big home run that added an extra uh, add on run for the, for the Rangers last night. It was huge all night long. I mean, when LeClerc came in and got that ground ball, it was as loud as it had been the whole night. And, uh, um, you know, the Nathan Eovaldi uh, curtain call 
Ranger fans. I mean, everybody, uh, when I was up on the pavilion at that time, talking to my buddy that I had ran into that I hadn't seen in, you know, 10 years. And uh, me and him were both, you know, we stopped down what we were doing to clap for what Evaldi had done because Mami threw 98 pitches, pounded the strike zone with like 78 strikes. It was out of control. I mean, he was, he, he did everything that he was doing early in the season that made him so successful. And man, was he good last night. Well, let's use that as a segue into, uh, we're going to break form a little bit today. We're going to jump right into this box score and really just kind of cover uh, cover it because it's the best box score of the year. I mean, it's the most important one uh, that we've had as Rangers fans in, in what, 10, 13, 12 years or since the last well, time we went to ALCS. Yeah, I mean, this, I mean, is, this is unprecedented. I mean, it's the biggest – yesterday was the biggest home game since at least 2016. And, I mean, honestly, it felt like the biggest home game since – the World Series, uh, games three, four, and five in 2011. I mean, it really felt that way. I mean, I know we had a lot to be excited for just with the Rangers playing as well as they did. But, I mean, it, you know, the the Rangers held Rushman to an 083 at batting average in the in the playoffs. They held Mountcastle to a 182. Hearn didn't hit. You know, I mean uh, – uh, Mullins didn't get one hit the whole series. Todd Frazier didn't, or I mean, not Todd Frazier, Adam Frazier didn't get one hit the whole series. I mean, they just did it. They had, I mean, you know, I, I felt like Brandon Hyde got outmanaged at every corner. I mean, he mm. got a lesson from one of the best this this week. And, and you know, I mean, the Baltimore's not going anywhere. As long as they can keep uh, a handful of these guys around and keep them, you know, together through their young years you know baltimore is going to be good for a lot of years to come and uh, did you see that the uh the orioles hadn't been swept in a series all season this year mm, yeah they they didn't and you also mentioned off air that they haven't been swept since adley rushman came up so, yeah, so we're rangers do a <laughs> rangers do a big make a make a big dent uh in in really the legacy of this Orioles team and they take a team that with a vaunted a hundred wins and kind of seemed like, you know, everything that the Orioles did good as a team, the Rangers beat them at and everything the Rangers struggled at all year long. Uh, the Orioles weren't able to, to, to capitalize on and, and all in all, like the Rangers just dominate uh, this series. And, and frankly, like they've been dominant throughout uh, the playoffs up to this point. And, you know, there, there's really so many people that you can point to. Uh, if we're just staying on the game itself yesterday, um, you know, I mean, obviously Corey Seager kind of get, gets everything off uh, to, to, a, to a good start. Mitch, Mitch Garver. Mitch Garver, again. man. I mean, uh, just, they, they intentionally put Seager on in front of Mitch Garver. And, I mean, he drilled the ball down the left field line ate him mm-hmm. up, kept the inning going for Adolis Garcia. Because that, that all happened with two outs. Yeah, the and they've done it all year. This isn't new that, this yeah. Go ahead. That was one of the things that uh, that my friend Marcus, he was saying, man, they, they, they just kept scoring and kept scoring in that inning. And I was like, man, that's how it's been all season when the Rangers get going. And I was like, you know, not to mention that all, most of that came with two outs. I mean, Simeon's hit. 
came with two outs. Seegers hit, or Seegers walk came with two outs. The Garver double, two outs. The Garcia home run, two outs. I mean, all mm -hmm. of that happened with two outs. And I mean, everybody did their part to keep that thing rolling. And uh, they got Kramer, Kramer. I think it was Kramer, right? Uh, sure. Uh, yeah, I, I believe it. I believe it's Kramer, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. I was, I wasn't, I wasn't hearing John Smoltz rave all over that 11, five run outing that he gave up, or whatever six runs he gave up. And uh, well, let's and, just be honest. Uh, whatever it, they it, pronounced it, however they pronounced the name on that broadcast, is probably the opposite uh, based on that broadcast <laughs> alone. But carry on. You were talking about this offense. Yeah, they. I mean, they had they they ran Kramer in the second inning. They got into that bullpen. Um, now the bullpen didn't do a bad job for the Orioles. The Rangers were able to add one more on a Nate low home run late in the game, but, but for the most part, I mean, the Rangers, they did their damage and then they relied on Nate Evaldi to do what he had been doing all, uh, been doing all postseason. um, seven big strikeouts last night. And you know what the key he didn't walk anybody. The only guy that walked anybody was Chapman, and you saw what happened in his inning. He got in a little bit of trouble and and then needed LeClerc to come in there and bail him out. But, uh, you mm -hmm. know, at the end of the day, the Rangers walked two batters. They don't come back to hurt him. And, and, and Evaldi, he was just so good. I mean, just so good. He was pounding the strike zone. Like I said, he threw 98 pitches, 76 strikes. That's, I mean, that's, that's well, did more. Did you see his facial expressions? Point. Like, like he looks uh, he like he's somebody no, who could kill somebody, man. Yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of that demeanor that he kind of has, and you, I mean, you've kind of seen it a little bit here this year with with him, and then you've seen it in the past with the playoffs. I mean, remember that one day he like went like six and two thirds out of the pen or something like that, and just mm -hmm. just mowing mowing dodgers remember, down. Get... Remember that start he had? I think it was the best pitching performance I've seen all year. Was it the Yankees maybe on like a Friday night? And he it went was out a like Saturday night eight. after it was the day after DeGrom got hurt. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. I mean, is that like a pivotal moment in the season for the team? He goes out there, gets a complete game. I think it was a shutout, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Complete game shutout. Just absolutely as a fan, like not as, you know, as a connoisseur or a a, a podcast or someone that covers it, but as a fan, like you felt that all the way to your soul that like, like, man, we needed that. Like if there's anything that, that we needed, like you could say, what's the one thing you need after that DeGrom disappointing news is to see your second best pitcher step into that ACE role and do exactly what Eovaldi did. And last night it showed, you know, but this I is the guy for this team right now. And I don't think people understood how important it was for the Rangers to to have Eovaldi on the IL all second half, like how much that did to the thing. You know what I mean? Like they were – they didn't have that guy that when they were in trouble they knew they could go to, and then they had to go out and get that guy, and then he gets hurt. And, you know, we got some good news on him later, so – um, yeah. but yeah. well, you know, let's, uh, uh, let's wrap up here on the series a little bit. Any, any more notes about, I got a couple of notes, but any more notes on this Rangers Orioles series? Um, one thing I wanted to say, I thought that, uh, um, you know, even though he was on the Orioles, um, Gunnar Henderson, he is, he's going to be a fantastic <laughs> baseball player. He's, yeah. he's a really 
man. He was fun to watch. He's a really good player. Uh, he drove in that lone uh, Orioles run yesterday after Westberg had gotten himself on base and they had, had pushed him around with Frazier and, and uh, Anderson drove him in, but he's a, he's a really, really fun young baseball player. And the, and the Orioles are the, or as I like to call them, the St. Louis Browns. They're, uh, <laughs> they're, they're going to be around for a while. If they're able to keep this core of Henderson, Rushman, Mountcastle, O'Hearn, and Westberg together. They've got more pieces coming. Uh, you know, Grayson Rodriguez is going to be a really fine pitcher in the big leagues. They've got guys behind them that are coming. They've got uh, Matt Holliday's kid that's on his way. They've got that Heston Kirsten's kid, or Kirstead kid that's on his way. So they've got pieces. They've got guns. They've got horses. They're going to be a good team for a lot of years. I think Austin Hayes was an, uh, an all-star this year. They got more out of Aaron Hicks this year than the Yankees did in four seasons. I mean, mm. so it's just, you know, that Mateo kid, he hit 800 in the in the series. I mean, I think he went four for five or something like that. And, uh, you know, so there's there's a lot of good pieces when you look up and down that. And we've all we've talked about how good of a player we think Cedric Mullins is. And, uh, you know, they got pieces coming on top of that. So the Orioles are going to be around for a while. And, uh, you know, it just depends on how starting pitching and uh, develops for them because, you know, I mean, the, the, the horses are there. The horses are there to run. The Rangers just kind of having to be a little bit more veteran team than them right now. But, the you know, take the takeaway from this is I get why the broadcast loves the Orioles, but they got their butts kicked this week. Mm. They got their butts kicked. They got welcomed to the big leagues this week by a bunch of guys that were hungry, ready to go. And I mean, between Montgomery Heaney and uh, um, Eovaldi, the Rangers got good pitching. They got good bullpen work for a lot of innings. They got into a little bit of trouble on Sunday, but they had established themselves such a nice lead that they could, they had that capability. They had the capability to let Brock Burke go out and pitch the three batters, put two on and, and LeClerc give up that home run before he settled into what he needed to do. They had those capabilities all week. They scored a lot of runs and they outscored. Um, what was it? 20 to 11 in the series. Uh, the Orioles had a plus, uh, uh, an over 11 ERA for the for the series. So I mean, you know, the Rangers did what they needed to do, and 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 you know, there's a reason why we were, we've been so excited about this thing all season. And I mean, it's it's the guys like Mitch Garver, who we knew if he could stay healthy was going to be a big thing for this team and that he was going to be a, a big time player for the thing we guys like Leody Tavares we were wondering what kind of guy he was going to end up being and outside of his little bit of struggles during the dog days ended up being the guy who we kind of thought he was Josh Young in the year that he had as a rookie and you know barring an injury there at the end of the season he probably would have beaten Gunnar Henderson out for the rookie of the year just based on what he had done and you know you saw 
on steps in the right direction from Jonah Hive. You saw it from Garcia. Garcia's swing and miss rate was down a ton this year. His walk rate was up quite a bit. You got exactly what you thought you paid for in Seager and Simeon. And, you know, the, the rotation held the whole, uh, you know, um, we're still a little confused on how it's going to go into the ALCS, but there's a chance that they get Scherzer back. There's a chance they get John Gray back. And there's a chance that the Rangers could, you know, be throwing all their bullets at the at um, uh, at the at whoever they end up playing in the ALCS. Yeah, um, I I agree. Everything that you said, super spot on. And I would say, um, you know, a couple of my couple of ads here. Um, first things first, Jonah Heim wins the faceoff between the top two catchers in the American League, uh, just based on how uh, this series turned out. That's my take on it. And then in terms of the um, – and this is a question for kind of for both of us. You know, who do you give the and, – and I'll say my two cents and I'll turn it over. So who do you give the ALDS MVP to? I know that this seems like an open and shut case, but right now to me it comes down to Seeger, Evan Carter, and obviously Mitch Garver. But when you look at the cumulative numbers, right now you got Seeger and Carter both at – equal out in average uh, average in, on base percentage uh, across the board, pretty much equal uh, in, in everything. Ops is about the same. You're looking at a 1537 and a 1436. Garver also, you know, obviously had two of the biggest hits in the entire series. Um, and then, of course, like you think, okay, that's all fine and dandy, but what about Nathan Eovaldi? What about Jordan Montgomery? So many players stepped up. Uh, and you forgot Josh Young, who hit Josh Young. Yeah, with- sorry, Josh Young, <laughs> yeah. right there. So I'm gonna my vote, and again, it's it's so hard to to make when when everyone plays so well. Um, you know, I think I think Seager is the inevitable MVP. He's like the LeBron James. He's always the MVP of this team, no matter oh. what the numbers say. But the MVP for me during this series. Has to be Mitch Garber. Yeah, I would I would tend to agree with you. Uh, that was another thing. Every time Corey Seager came to the plate, the MVP chance started. Every time yeah. he did, I mean, uh, he made a play in the field. We'd start chanting MVP. It was, yeah, you know. Hey, Corey Seager, you, you know, you can look at that batting average and say, oh, yeah, that's a that's a really nice batting average at 429 or whatever. But when you look at his on base being what <laughs> 700 for the playoffs here, yeah, yeah, 680. He had a 680 on base. I mean, that's that's when you start looking at like how important he was to getting Garver in the positions that Garver was in because there were plenty of like both of those big hits, both of those big hits, Simeon had just had just turned it into second and third and um. You know, they had that open base to, to let Corey Seager walk on down there intentionally. Mm-hmm. And, and Mitch Garver made them pay and made them pay big twice. And you know what? Let's be <laughs> honest. Let's be honest. Like, I mean, I'd have done it again tonight. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I mean, yep. if I'm coming up there second and third, two outs, Corey Seager's at the plate. I'm walking yeah. him again. I'm going to go to yes. Garver and let Garver beat me again. And you know what, Mitch? 
good on you for doing that. Good on you for just the, the, the season that you had. I know we had that little bit of an injury there at the beginning of the season, but if you're going to get hurt, you might as well get hurt at the beginning of the season, not the end. Yep. Yep. He's yep. been able to, he's been able to help this thing down the stretch and he's been as big a part, you know, I mean, we, we questioned Bochi a couple of times and, and, you know, Grossman stepped up in those situations where we questioned him on those and they won ball games with Grossman in there. And then, you know, Garver comes in and, and he hits the grand slam. And then, you know, uh, I think Bochi's exact words were you hit a grand slam, you get a second, you get another start, you know, and then big situation. They needed Mitch Garver to come through and boy, did he ever. So just huge for Mitch Garver. I mean, I, so Garver is your guy. That's your pick. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to go with Garver as well, but Seager's <laughs> just the overall MVP. And I really think, I mean, if it were my vote, I would, I would vote Seager the MVP of the league as well. Hands down. I agree. So glad that our Ranger fandom finally started picking up on this and, and started to chant MVP because he deserves it. Um, well, let's let's uh, make a quick transition here. Uh, why don't you tell everybody what's going on the, on the, uh, briefly? Because we kind of we kind of ran a little yeah, bit long, long on that, but no big deal. Uh, but briefly, tell everybody what's going on on uh, December first. Yeah, just real quick, December first, Matt War Pro in conjunction with Def Breath Entertainment and Texas Roughhouse Wrestling, they're going to be back at uh, Martin House Brewery. December 1st, that's a Friday night. It's going to be a huge time. We're going to have Body Slammers IPA presented by Matt War Pro available all night in four packs and on the in the tap room. We're going to have Starry's Ice Cream out there. And we're going to, you know what, we're going to get to the bottom of what happened the other night in the cage at the Ridgely mm. Theater. And we're just going to, you know, we're going to have to start solving some things and, uh, you know, start the second year off with a bang. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Pretty pumped about it. Um, let's take a quick second just to jump around, uh, really not around the league, but just kind of make a few references to other things aside from the Rangers. Um, obviously, well, actually I have one quick thing I have to make a reference to that we didn't talk about. Um, shame on Fox, shame on the broadcast as a Rangers fan. And I'm going to say this strongly because as a Rangers fan, it, it's like it, it just it did not seem that that we as a fandom mattered to that broadcast because we didn't see the Eovaldi. At least I didn't remember seeing the Eovaldi curtain call. We didn't get to hear the creed with the crowd singing along. Yes, we have to go to the games for these kinds of things, but not everybody can make it to the games for whatever reason. And it really felt well, like first I had of all, there's over the, 40,000 seats. Well, I had to turn the, the broadcast down because it was like so pro Orioles and it just felt like they they made excuse after excuse after excuse. And all they talked about was, oh, well, if I'm buying on any team, I'm buying on this Baltimore team for the future. And I, I mean, I get it. Like, I'm not saying what they said wasn't true. And frankly, I'm a big fan of this Orioles team. I like this team. And and, and I, I really believe the only difference with the big difference between these two teams was the veteran leadership. And I think that was the difference for the Rangers. But I just felt like the broadcast was was it just was really kind of like, honestly, like just shame on them. It had that because, East Coast bias, didn't it? Well, like we're fans, too, man. Like like Texas has fans like we, we want to be 
I want a neutral call. I'm not asking for you to be pro Rangers, but don't be so pro other, you know, Baltimore that it just saps the enjoy a lot of the enjoyment of the broadcast out of the game where I had to turn it down. Right. I mean, they have this, uh, like, I mean, as a, as a guy that works in the media, you can collect like these, like these really cool packages that they have for you that have like stats on both teams. And I wonder mm-hmm. maybe, maybe John Smoltz only got the Oriole one. Mm, possible. You know, maybe he only was like able it. to pick that. They, they were only able to get them the Oriole packet. They weren't able to get them that Rangers packet. And so they didn't, maybe they just did, you know, benefit of the doubt for John Smoltz, who mm. is a guy that I've, I've liked for a lot of years. And especially, yeah. you know, uh, him calling baseball games. I thought that was a good move because, you know, McCarver was getting a little bit up there in age. And, you know, I was, I was a McCarver fan too, because I never thought he was as bad as others tried to make him out to be. And, and, you know, I've wanted to be a Smoltz fan on this whole thing, but at the end of the day, I mean, I don't even know if he was watching the same series that I was watching because and the excuses he was making, I mean, he made excuses for Gunnar Henderson going in the ninth inning of a one-run ball game. He made excuses for the the Orioles' bullpen on on Sunday. He made it sound like the Rangers didn't just drop an eleven spot on them Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. He made it sound yep. like remember remember when we uh, we were watching the game together on Saturday and the Rangers mm-hmm. would big, bring in a reliever. They wouldn't show yeah. their numbers for the whole season. They only picked like that time of the season where they were at their worst and showed those numbers. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I don't know why there was so much Ranger animosity or hate in this uh, broadcast. And I get that. The, I mean, you just heard me gush about the Orioles. They're right, a good right. squad. I like the Orioles. I like Adley Rushman. I like Mount Castle. I like Gunnar Henderson. I think they're all really talented young players. And like I said, when a, a couple of days ago on the show, whenever we were in Arizona and Baltimore was there, Adley Rushman was signing autographs down the right field line for every kid that wanted one. So, I mean, I got no problem with Baltimore at all. But, like, the way this broadcast was, like, kind of formed, it made you hate Baltimore as a Ranger fan. And that's not what, the, like, I mean – that's not what they should have been trying to do either. And, uh, and I just yep. think that like the whole thing was kind of a cluster F and, and uh, you know, the, the Rangers deserve better. The Rangers fans deserve better. And, and honestly, John Smoltz should be better than that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's all the time we're going to give that, but it needed to be Absolutely. noted. Um, Astros win last night. So they're up two one right now. We'll talk a little bit about the remaining series. Over that you were on Alvarez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we're gonna have, we're, we we and again, if you're gonna go to the the road to the World Series is gonna go through Jordan Alvarez, no matter whether it's Minnesota or Texas. Um, but uh, yeah, Astros looking strong. But we know from firsthand experience that this Twins team is no pushover. But let's jump into Rangers news again. Um, Max Scherzer uh, throws a simulated game. That's huge. He's Again. going to today, so he probably already has. I, I would, I would care to guess, or he's in the process of doing it right now, um, as we're recording here. But yeah, no, uh, that's huge news, and uh, from all accounts, by talking 
by listening to him talk last night, you know, he feels like he's on the right trajectory to be ready for the uh, ALCS. Wow. I mean, wow. And before we, before we talk even any more about that or really just about the ALCS and what the projected roster might look like, there's, there were talking last night and I haven't read anything. I've kind of tried to find something that maybe kind of justifies this, but they were talking last night as if maybe the Rangers will have John Gray back for yeah, the ALCS. I don't know that for sure, and I don't want to speculate that he will or say anything like that, but there is a chance that they're going to both add Max Scherzer and John Gray back to this ALCS uh, roster and that they've got an opportunity to go with Montgomery, Evaldi, Scherzer, and Gray as their four in this ALCS. And I got to admit, if I'm if I'm a, a Rangers fan like I am, that I'm feeling a lot better about that than I was about just Jordan Montgomery and uh, Evaldi and whatever comes after that. Yeah, that that is, I mean, that is a strong rotation. And look what it does to the bullpen because now that pushes Heaney, Dunning. Uh, and Martin Perez, all and three, Cody Bradford. Cody Bradford, like all those guys are right there uh, to help if there's anything that goes wrong. And that gives Bochi the opportunity to either not push his guys too much if he doesn't, if he feels like he doesn't need to, or to have a short leash uh, if need be, because you have uh, really quality guys uh, back there uh, behind these guys. So really, really good news Uh you know, this is how it should be, right? And this is what we, why we got Bochi is we wanted this team to be strong when it mattered. And you can tell that he planned this out. This is no coincidence no. that the Rangers are just getting to be the strongest that they can be. And remember, I'm going to give myself a little credit here. I can tell you by heart, 92, 90, 88. Those are the win totals that the uh, championship teams that Bochi had uh, with the Giants. He doesn't put all his eggs in the in the regular season basket. He plays the long game because it's a long. The playoffs are like an entirely new season. You heard him say it twenty five times on the broadcast, making excuses for the Orioles last night. It's a totally different ball game, and Bruce Bochy seems like he's played his chessboard the right way to have the right people uh, healthy that he can at least control it. So really pumped to see that. Um, one more thing, I think you had a, a note about a Rangers minor leaguer who did something special last night. Yeah, uh, Rangers minor league catching hand Liam Hicks was the first player in the history of the Arizona Fall League to record six hits in a ball game. Mm. That's pretty good stuff. Yeah, yeah, buddy of the friend of uh, buddy friend of the show Jeff Fry was the AF Arizona Fall League batting champion as far as I, I think one year, but. Um, Liam Hicks with six hits did something that no one's ever done before. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And again, a, a super versatile prospect uh, for the Rangers there and Liam Hicks and a guy that's probably going to play pro ball at the highest level uh, if that bat continues to be what it is. So um, as far as that goes, I'm going to use that as a little segue into uh, our exclusive content, if you don't mind. Yeah, please do. Well, so if you like this show and you like what we've been doing here on Texas Rangers with the boys, uh, we have our exclusive content. It's called Down on the Farm with the Boys, where we cover the Rangers minor league system. Uh, we do all different kinds of things. We're going to have a lot of uh, extra content as far as this minor league system goes once this playoff run uh, ends. So look forward to that, especially 
uh, for those of you who are subscribed. And it's only a dollar ninety nine to subscribe. Uh, just dollar ninety nine a month. That's all it is, and you'll make us your one stop shop for all things Rangers organization wide. So go to our Spotify page or go to our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. Oh, all one word. And subscribe today. So we got a couple of series still going on, and we got a couple of games uh, that are coming up. In this is our around the league section here. So uh, if you want to fast forward to our our favorite to your favorite part, our our outro, by all means do so. But uh, if you are interested in what's still going on in these playoffs, uh, hang in, yeah, hang around for us just a couple of minutes. So uh, Phillies Braves still in it. Diamondbacks Dodgers still going. Uh, that Diamondbacks and Dodgers series could wrap up as soon as today. Um, and Astros and, yeah. and Twinkies, too, tonight could uh, wrap up as well. Yep, and then game three of the Braves and Phillies uh, goes on tonight as well. I think the, the Braves uh, really and truly have need to play with a chip on their shoulder here because going down to the Phillies two seasons in a row after they've been the best team in the in baseball – it's hard to recover from that uh, the following year to keep that morale up and convince people to take you seriously um, if they can't get past the Philly. Yeah. And especially after such a historic year offensively and everything that's happened for them, Acuna's probably going to win the MVP. Olsen should have been right in the race as well, man. Mm -hmm. They went out, got Sean Murphy in the off season. So yeah, there's a lot of things that, uh, that uh, could go really wrong for the Braves if they don't uh, they don't get it together and win this series. Um, but they're going to Philly da- with the tie. You know, I mean, the Phillies are trying not to let that thing get back to Atlanta, but that's a high power, potent offense over there. So, uh, you know, Aaron Nola is going to have his work cut out for him tonight. And uh, um, the, you know, same thing with the Phillies. Good team. Good. Good. Uh, uh, Good batting lineup, and you know they've still got Bryce Harper in that thing, and and uh, you know there's a lot of good players on that uh, Phillies team as well, Trey Turner and and the likes. So that's uh, that's been a fun series so far. Um, the uh, the Diamondbacks, yeah, they can wrap things up today with P Fat going on the hill. P Fat, <laughs> our boy P Fat. Uh, yeah, our boy P Fat. Yeah, he's he's going to be going for the D-backs tonight, uh, and the Dodgers they've struggled with starting pitching, but uh, you know they can uh, everything can change in a heartbeat, and you just never know how things will end up. Uh, not a lot of teams come back from 2-0, but we've seen it happen here in Texas before, so we know it can happen. And uh, you know the Astros, there was a, a there was a little bit of the chant going on that we want Houston. I don't know if that's the case. But uh, I'm a Rangers fan, so it doesn't matter who wins this other series. I'm going to be pulling for the Rangers regardless in that next one. So, um, yeah, the the playoffs, they've been fun so far this year. Not a a ton going on just yet, but, uh, you know, it's going to happen. It'll get better as things go on. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, the Rangers just had that that advantage of having all those uh, the the wild card games and, you know, so they had that going for them. And so, uh, I, I just got one before we get out of here tonight. I just I got one more question for you. Do you know mm-hmm. what the number is on on Austin Hedges' ass? <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I don't know what is it. I don't either, but I, I'm guessing it's eight. Uh, is that like the number of games? Yeah, they've got eight yeah, games I, left, I, or eight I games. Think so. 
we strike uh, out five whatever. games? That was the big uh, Bruce Bochy uh, win speech last night. He asked Hedgie how many, what, what was the number on his ass? So I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know if you know what that means, but I imagine the number is eight now. Ooh, man, you love this is what you love about baseball and playoff baseball. This is why the uh this is why Bochi is the man. Uh real quick before we jump out of here, um, you know, I have one more quick out as it relates to the Astros. They've kind of flipped the script in the playoffs. They were not a good home team, a great road team. This so far they've held home they held the home field advantage. Now the twins uh get a get their first win at on the road. I mean, I'm sorry, at their home. Uh, so, so who knows what's going to happen with this, uh, with this series? Uh, again, seeing this Rangers. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me let me rephrase here. So I've got it wrong here. So the Astros go one and one at home. Big shocker. Go out and take one on the road. So my thoughts here is that you know it's a, probably a good chance the Astros take this next game because they are such a strong road team. Um, but let's get some predictions here. So who do you got, Astros? I go Astros go out 3-1 with Minnesota here. Uh, I say that Braves versus Phillies, I'm going to go with Braves, uh, take it down to the wire and, and win it 3-2. And then as far as the Astro, the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks, I'm going to go with uh, Diamondbacks win this thing. Uh, I'm going to go 3-1 with the Diamondbacks. Those are my predictions uh, for the upcoming series. Let's make it fun. I think the Diamondbacks close it out tonight. I think okay. the um... – the um, Braves take that in five, okay. and I think that uh, the Astros will probably wrap that thing up today as well. Got it. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks everybody for tuning in. It has been hey, a real blast quick, Kev, just to, to oh. tell everybody we're going to take tomorrow off instead of today, like we normally take off because of the big win last night. So we're going to take tomorrow off instead of uh, our normal Wednesday, and we'll be back Thursday, and hopefully we'll be able to start previewing that ALCS. Absolutely. So a good good ad there. I'm going to go ahead and wrap the show up here. Don't forget to check us out on social media, TX Rangers, WTV. Don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. One word. Where you can subscribe to our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys uh, for just $1.99 a month. And don't forget to, to follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. Go Rangers American League Championship Series. Here we come. Let's for go the Rangers. Yes, sir. And uh, for the 300-pound animal, this is your boy, Kev. We are Texas Rangers with the boys signing out.